right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, set your sleep timers because it's Sunday night. And, you know, for a while, that means, you know, it's like, oh, boy, it's Sunday night. And it's time. But the good news is it's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And if you want to help out the show, we just launched our Patreon today. And my goal is within this first couple of weeks here to get 1% of uh, listeners involved. If you can spare a dollar or you can spare more. If you feel like you get value out of the show, like if you feel like you get a dollar worth of lulls a month or $5 of lulls a month and you, you, you have money to donate. So if you're getting some of that show and you, you choose to donate, I'd appreciate it. It'll help us pay Chris Posty Posterson. And you can do that over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash donate. And you can either do a one-time donation on PayPal or a recurring dono- donation on Patreon. And we're going to bring the same kind of community feel to Patreon and see how it goes over there. Uh, so if you can do that, that's great. Sleepwithmepodcast.com slash donate or search for us on Patreon. Let's get on to the show. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep we do with a bedtime story all you need to do is get in bed turn out the lights and press play i'm going to do the rest and what i'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain whatever's had you up tossing and turning whether it's your mind your body your feelings your spirit whatever it is external noise you you know irritating people nearby you sleeping partners i'm gonna i'm gonna use the uh, magic of lulling soothing tones pointless meanders wings of pointlessness reusing words in the same sentence uh, strange uh, expected pauses mis- misdirection I guess it can't be classified as misdirection because I love misdirection in the hands of masters like magicians, Weiss and Benioff. And I got to tell you, anybody that wants to steal that for, you know, anybody that writes anything about the media, you know, go ahead and steal it. Weiss and Benioff, masters of misdirection. We sit down uh, to talk to the masters of misdirection about the upcoming season of Game of Thrones. There you go, okay? And I said, can you get us the interview? Nope. Just, I said, I tell you what, you, I don't know what grocery stores they use, but they, they, you know, just say, holy, is it, I, honey, we're in the frozen food, foods aisle, but I'm pretty sure that's one of the masters of misdirection as I was just uh, penning an ode to them. That probably would creep them out. Who do you think would make more uncomfortable, Weiss or Benioff, uh, if I made an ode to misdirection? Now, just as an aside, before you know, I'll come back to this ideally, but I might forget. Uh, this podcast is a bit of misdirection. I'm sending my voice here across the deep, dark night to misdirect your attention from whatever's been, you know, whatever's got you up. I'm in a, you know, or maybe redirect it. I guess I'm more in the redirect or the, in, you know, they say, well, you know, indirect, mis- mister bad directions. If Weiss and Benioff are the masters of misdirection, and, you know, maybe someone into one of the more softer martial arts or, you know, traffic traffic people, those are, in, those are the redirection people. 
or, you know, walls, they redirect, you know, rubber balls. They say, yeah, I'm in the bad direction. You say, well, I say, I'll get you there. Actually, I'm not terrible at giving directions. I just say, well, you got, you know, that street with the tree. No, the other tree, the one with the swing. And then you'd say, yeah, okay, go all the way up that hill to that tree with the swing. Because uh, I, I think 12 years ago I left uh, uh, one of the G.I. Joe characters, Snaggletooth may have been his name. Or it could have been the co-pilot for Lando Calrissian. I'm not positive what his name was either. He looks like him a little bit. And I think I created a, what do you call that, a burial mound right by, how do I get to the meeting? Okay, so when you're done with, so you know what I mean? Do you know what the, the character I'm talking about? Okay, anyway, so then after that, what you want to do is come, keep going, because, you know, you're on, your, you're on the right, right way. But as soon as you crest that hill, take two rights. Actually, take three rights and then go straight. And then, um, what happened? Okay, so that, and so that's, I guess that's my, it's, 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 gives, he's, uh, Long-winded directions. But back to old of uh, Weiss and Benioff. What, what, you might say to yourself, Scoots, it's the, uh, it's the middle of the winter. What, you know, I said, well, yeah, of course, it's, there you go. You, you know, winter's coming, and I'm waiting for spring, for spring to come. And I was just looking up the date of the, when the premiere is. And I was thinking about those. So I guess if I ran into one of them, maybe what I'd do... Though nowadays this isn't possible anymore, but in the, if it was a movie, you know, I'd this would be too creepy. I wouldn't do this to them. So maybe I'd just wait till they were in the cereal aisle, and then I would make up an ode to misdirection to just maybe, the, the, you know, on purpose have them accidentally hear it. And I can't really do that ode right now because they haven't written it. But I'd say, oh, masters of misdirection. Oh, Weiss, so nice. And Benioff, uh, with all the good qualities of the Hoth and the, the, the icy coolness of the planet Hoth. Oh, masters of misdirection. I guess if I was doing it in the grocery store, I wouldn't use their names, you know, because I'd want, I'd want them to be like, someone doing an ode about misdirection, that's, you know, one of our, uh, what Scooter assumes is one of the tenets of the production of Game of Thrones. And then I would say, you're talking about Scooter? Me, that's me. Uh, I'm Drew by it. And I'd run around the aisle, and I'd say, I wonder if that's Weiss or Benioff. And I wonder if they'll remember the time I said, they, you know, I got their names messed up. Uh, and I say, and then I'd say, don't do any D.B. Cooper jokes, okay? Don't do any D.B. Cooper jokes. And then he'd just be like, well, I'm the other one. And I said, the other, okay, so don't do any Pete Moss jokes or anything, you know. And I say, okay, okay. I say, yeah, I was doing a little ode to misdirection. I feel like uh, my podcast is more of, you know, bad, you know. I, I don't know, I don't have a metaphor for it because, you know, but I bathe. Well, I don't actually bathe, I guess. I just really love how you guys do that stuff. You kind of bring our attention one way with the storyline, and I don't know how it is for everybody that knows everything about the books. And then you say, look over here, listen over here, and then bada-boom, bada-bing, bada you know, shamalama. the next thing you know, you say, what, what, like, what, that's at least me. And I just want you to know 
they, you know, how and they say, well, wait a second, we have a no misdirection bond. And I say, come on now, I know you're kid, you're misdirecting me. And then I realize, okay, so this really good. And then because he was waving the security guard over, so he was misdirecting me. And then I said, thank you. And then I started, and I said, as I was escorted out, well, first, don't try to hold on to any boxes of cereal if you're trying to. Because, you know, they, there's no grip. I mean, you can hold the cereal, but it's not going to keep you on the store. And I tell you what, I can't say which one Weiss or Benioff it was, but a lovely smile as I'm being dragged away, saying, oh, misdirection. So, so, uh, and then I, then I said, well, Jesus, this is Crunchberry. And, I, and then I was misdirected yet again by the captain of misdirection, Captain Crunch. I mean, no offense, he's, it is a misdirection because I, I said, I just want the berries. And then he said, well, we came up with, you know, just the berries. We had that cereal. And I said, well, yeah, but there's something about having the cat. It gives me something to be ornery about. Like, hey, Captain, you're the, uh, you know, you're the, uh, whatever, uh, I, I castigate you while I eat your cereal. And say, okay, so if you're new here, you're probably a little disoriented. So after that happens, you want to, uh, like, so after those rights, and then you're going to go and you're going to see a brown house, and you're going to stop there and then wait, and then wait, okay, and just wait. You keep your car running, keep it in drive, too. And then you'll hear this, you can't miss it, you know, even with your car running, this creak of this door. And then just hit the gas and go. Uh, I can't tell you why, but it, it, don't worry. No one, you know, it'll be everybody will be laughing. And then, so if you, yeah, I guess if you're new here, this is kind of how the podcast goes. This is a little bit of a metaphor, but it's not really because this puts a lot of people to sleep. This part and it's a little bit lighthearted. I don't know how funny this one wasn't super funny, but it's true. That what I'm trying to do is, I mean, a theory, as they say, is you can only think about two things at once. And some people say that's true. Some people might say it isn't. But if we go back to, to Game of Thrones and Weiss and Benioff or other uh, high-level storytellers across all genres, you know, one of the things that creates a thrill, a visceral something or other, is when they make you think you're going one way and then they go the other way. Or they make you think the story's about this thing. And it's called, I don't know what it's called because I'm more, you know, I just say, just park the car, we'll do some pregnant pauses. And so I guess what I'm telling you is I'll, uh, I'll get the attention of your your uh, your brain bots and your pain bots or whatever. I'll take your attention in. Uh, but clearly I'm no Weiss and Benioff. I'm the man... Who, who sings odes and whispers them through cereal boxes to Weiss and Benioff until, you know, I got to stay without a thousand. And then I, well, I did. I said, well, I just get a walkie-talkie. And I said, Your Honor, you know, I was a thousand, more than a thousand feet. I can't help it. I said, these walkie-talkies are great. Breaker, breaker, uh, Your Honor. I said, Your Honor, it's for you. Breaker, breaker. And they didn't like that at that courthouse. Or actually, they haven't liked it at any courthouse. Even the time I paid the bailiff to put it, you know, I said, can you hide this for me? And then I said, you know, I said, I declare mistrial. It was under the robe of the, the, the honor, your honor. So, and they said, well, if only I knew what cereal Weiss and Benioff got, I could put a prize inside, you know. But they have families. They don't want to deal with my, 
But this is more of the nonsense side of it. So you, the thing is, you could say, okay, I misdirected my attention's on Scooter. But then you could say, well, I, say, I don't really need to invest all of my attention. I don't need to invest a majority of my attention. You know, just let me take on the burden, burden part of your attention, the part that's pestering you. Uh, for some reason, those parts you bring, they find me. They say they love what, my antics, which I call my life, unfortunately, not annex, antics for me. But for them, you know, they they always come to my trials, which you, you wouldn't believe at the trials I'm in now, how many brain bots show up. And, you you know, you humans can't be aware of it, obviously, because it's happening on a, a, you know, you're misdirected by real, you know, adult life or something. I don't know. So I guess I tried to get to the point. I don't know if I got there. And that's kind of how things go here. It's well-intentioned. What I want to do is help take your mind off of stuff so you can fall asleep. I'm a bit odd, a bit strange, a bit weird, a bit of a, to use a strong word, a nincompoop sometimes. And, you know, what I say, hey, this is what I do. It works for some people. It doesn't work for everybody. And I hope it works for you. Give it a few tries. If it doesn't work, I'm sorry. You know, I, I, I used up your time. You know, you could always contact me, and I say I, I might have some other ideas to help you fall asleep, too. Uh, but mostly I want to say thanks for stopping by. I'm glad you're here, and I really hope I help you fall asleep. All right, housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Uh, older episodes are there. You can find uh, our show notes. You can comment on the website. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Dear Scooter or on Facebook. If you have a chance and you feel like you get value out of this podcast and you, you want to give a little financial value back, you could go to Sleep With Me Podcast, donate. I'd really appreciate it. If you can't, you know, you could write us a review on iTunes or if you don't cho- choose to, or you could just listen to the podcast just to make sure you're subscribed. Uh, that's that. We have a Facebook group. I want to thank Alexandra, Laura, Julie C., Rachel L. to the G., Lie to Lie, Jennifer B., uh, and that Facebook group is over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods. And that's just a place you could talk to other listeners if you can't sleep or just, you know, make friends. I, I was telling you, there's a lot of friendship and, and support going on over there. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson, who edits our episodes and who does our music. He's got a podcast, Sounds Like an Earful. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our honor, on our artwork. And I think that's it. Let's get on to the show. All right, so, uh, okay, so we're talking episode 30, Los Mosca, or La La Mosca, the fly. And you say, well, geez, this is more of a mosquito, sanguario, that, you know, drinks uh, drinks stuff, where a fly just kind of bothers you. And a lot of people say qualquer, any fly, any qualquer la mosca, any fly gets on my nerves. And, you know, majority of people say debris, it should, it's annoying. Yeah, but some people, rare part of the population says, supones juguetes. Uh, to me, flies mean toys. And I would say, well, are you a cat or a dog? Well, actually, I said, you're right, my dog does view flies as a toy. Uh, supone, uh, Tacoa supone who get his flies me toys. She says, Hey, we, let me watch this confusing toy to her. 
uh, kind of like uh, when they tell her not to drink the uh, acetar, the oil off the ground. And then she sniffs it anyway, and I say, see, for us, it figures. you got to learn your own. I say, stay away from those diorama, the spills. Uh, but then, you know, anyway, back to the flies. When the flies are expoista, uh, exposed, you know, I would think that a dogs and cats react opuesto, uh, oppositely, but I don't know if they do, like polar opposite or polar opposites. Because, uh, you know, a lot of people say, uh, open, uh, abro salir, open out, you know, open all the windows and everything. Uh, you know, surrendicion, surrender to the, to the, and I say, what are you talking about? Are you a revendador, revendador, uh, normal, uh, reseller of normal? No, 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 I'm a. A reseller of uh, oddities. And they said, well, Montan, keep your wares. And I said, well, anyway, I was asking Co about these fly games. And oh, hopefully the reindeer don't play these games. But I would say, KSK, Elia, Nos Dios, Los Regalos. KSK, Elia, Nos Dios, Los Regalos. Which is that the rules and gave the Koa? And she looked at me just like that was a sensible sentence with confusion, you know. Which is that the rules and gave the, for the fly game. Imunda, Ayer, Sito, Yerba, something sight yesterday. Koa, I saw fly yesterday. But I don't know if they live that long. That's what they always say. They live only for a day. And she still stays. said, are you waiting to play the fly? I thought you were teaching me the rules of the fly game. And I would say, what if we open our place to flies? Well, lay, well, 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 lay, abren, peor gente. You know, you open it to flies, it becomes worse, people. And, you know, a lot of fly pros that play these, play these fly games, I would assume, consumo milagro usted fue el que insisto. You know, it's like a consumption miracle, and you were the one who insisted. Let's play this fly game. It's where miracles happen. And when you start out, uh, I think the person that goes first uh, Deheme Bale Apure, you better let me rush and go first. And the first thing you want to do is weird. It sounds weird, but Chilar uh, Asilar uh, Quente, you isolate the screaming count. And I don't mean count like one, two, three, four, five. I mean like a count, the count to fly, I think we call it in the game. And then you pretend you're the townspeople and you say, Entonces que evacuamos. And then the townspeople are evacuated. A bit like hide-and-seek. They go play. Hide. And then the uh, Islar, Chilar, Islar, Quente, the screaming count, is isolated by themselves. And they count. They count to count. And they say, this, so far it sounds, this is hide-and-seek, isn't it, Scoots? They say, no, no, no. Nos ponemos las mascaras. Uh, then we put on the masks, imaginary masks, because obviously you don't want to be running around with limited eyesight. 
And then you say, Estanaka, Estanaka, you are here, you are here. And you say, okay, in hide and seek, you just say something like, you know, ready or not. And I say, yeah, but you are here makes sense because you're saying, you know, if they aren't there, it's not fair. You know, if they can't hear your voice, you know, then you're not going to find them, you know. Hey, give me a second. Cosa me invente. I'm trying to invent this game, you know, that my dog can't explain to me. And I know it starts with una mosca, fly, but we're saying it's a count, count to fly. So current, corriente, currently it's hide and seek. But if we take hide and seek, we sacar, we take that. And venas, pods, I don't know what we use pods for, probably nothing. Is it effectible? Is it feasible to make it into its own game that dogs could play? And I say, I guess we need something cryptic like uh, Banga Profe, usted de casualidad, no. A teacher comes by chance, you do not. He says, is that a uh, rhyme scooter or, you know, one of those things? Uh, yeah, it's a riddle, a riddle for sure. And they say that's what you do is the count just keeps standing there and someone goes to him and they say, Venga, profe, usted de casualidad, no. The teacher comes by chance, you do not. And yeah, then the count says, uh, uh, es a. he is put. And then the next thing you do is, usted como que se casco uh, duro en la cabeza. You tap your head like it's uh, you're wearing a hard helmet. N- not hard. Make it sound like plop, 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 plop. And you say, why? And I say, uno momento, uno momento. Because uh, see, okay, whether you do that or not, it doesn't really make a difference in the game. It's just a part of it. And then you say, tuesta seguro resugo, resco. Uh, do you want to play Roasted Safer Risk? And then the people that are hiding are supposed to say one of those three things. And if you play Risk, you, you think you have the best hiding spot, you know, so you get plus three points if you don't get found, negative three if you do get found. If you play Seguro, you get zero, you lose zero points if you get found, but the person finding you gets plus one points. Uh, but you don't get any positives if you don't get found. So it's a, you're safe. And if you play Tuesta, uh, that means you're roasted. That means you're allowed to run from your hiding space back to the Count's place, you know, try to sneak back or outrace the Count. Uh, but if you're caught, you know, touched at all by the Count, uh, Count to fly, uh, you're out, you know, the game over. You, you're totally out of the game, and the count uh, gets all your points plus uh, f- five points. And then when after everyone says that, then the count says, Bamanos de Casaria entonces, uh, then let's go hunting. And this is a weird part of the game. You know, a lot of people don't like it, but I love, you know, James Thurber, Walter Mitty. And I say, alguna novedad con respecto la vida personal de Walter. So I like to do something new with respect to the personal life of Walter, Walter Mitty in this case. 
because so many people parse, kayase, resigno, surrealidad. So many people already resigned to reality. Uh, but I say it's about time un camion de cruzaba, a truck crossed by your regando, your watering hole. Uh, or you could say tomanos R-A-E-C, air and so we. Uh, because then all the children, the, the, as you keep looking, you say refrescos, y venimos, y casamos. We refresh and we come and we hunt. Uh, for the, you know, uh, you see this guy like hide and seek, you're right. And then uh, as the person's running, if they've just choosing the roasted thing, uh, they say, what do they say? Oh, la mosca se cicometer, fly of committing, fly of committing. And then, you know, the fly count will try to chase after them. And, how, you know, it's fair because only one person can say they're roasting. So no one else can, you know, we can't chase off the other person and the other people get out of it, you know. And you hagale case no afuera, ask almost out not, you know, of course. And if you hear any kids say jodiste or jode maldita sea, you know, give them a time out. In mentiras, don't let them lie and say that. Uh... And a lot of times, the, the Ataran, they say, oh, the flies they bind, oh, the flies they bind. And you could also, there's also the, 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 uh, the, the uh, what do they call it, the earthen, the earthen mother uh, who embraces the count to fly. Not very child-friendly. But the fly will, you know, if the fly wants to, the counter fly wants to just lie in the grass, you know, kids like to do that sometimes, and for no reason. There is a very poetical thing the counter fly says. Uh, Todo es muy verde, muy ecologico. Everything is very green, very ecological. And then they onda, ronda, say wave rounds, uh, which is confusing, but you just wave in a round motion. It's child-friendly. They don't realize that it's a metaphor for, uh, you know, copulation. And then a lot of times, though, you say, Trampa, that's a trap. You know, this is going to ruin the game if you slide in the grass. And I would say, okay, well, raise your brazo if you want to be the one. That's it, as they say. Uh, but contigo, I'm with you. If you want to change up and you want to be it, but I'm sick of being it. Always got to be it. Uh, so es el mínimo que podemos, it's the least we can do is, you know, give me a chance to not be the Count, uh, the Count de Mosca. Uh, and maybe tema asaco, acaso, perhaps change topics, maybe not make it about flies. Uh, sabes que no, you know that no kid's going to let you not be it unless you get to catch someone. Oh, so, so que ser, que ser, that's, not, that's unless it is I catch someone. Uh, hey, but how about the seagay? Follow me and tell me where the other kids are hiding. Because uh, de Harley de Vito, I'm due to leave this party. 
and my, you know, hide and seeking is extrane uh, manejado. It's missed and hobbled. Extrane manejado. Paro la mia for mine is the quest, the eternal quest to be always it. Estaba, uh, I was it when I was born. And that was it, you know, you know, when I became, when I changed, I tried to change the name of the game. Uh, but not a de raro, nothing unusual about the rules to make it less, you know, there's nothing unusual about these rules. You know, but I did tell some, some, some people about this Tretaba Reales uh, Calcular Salido. And he was actually, they were actually trying to figure out the rules. Uh, and they said it doesn't make any sense uh uh, calcular to calcular this so they salido they stepped out and they've been ito they've been gone cedo ito as they say cedo ito that's what they said to me you know i think it meant we're not going to be back we'll been gone forever and i said oh yendo will i be hearing from you no way you know there wasn't even an answer then and so then i said well, let me mente let me put my mind to this to come up with some new rules uh, and then I noticed Hase Color was getting hot because it was, it was uh, I was tired of being it. That's why I designed this game. I was by, I was a little down by, and you know, I couldn't spare, I couldn't wait. Uh, but you know, Lo Siento Mucho, I'm so sorry. I just, uh, I guess it was fake culpa, it was guilt. Uh, well, is it guilt that made me always be it uh, or salvo, except is it something else? Uh, Faltaba missing. Uh, Barasueno, you know, I could just be asleep instead. Uh, but Ahiva, uh, there it goes again. There's the game started. I can hear the kids yelling. I think I heard Yodair Mas again, so maybe I could just get tell on all the other kids and get them timeouts. But Una Cosa Mas, one more thing. I say, Falta, it's needless to think. Uh, be, the grass is always greener, as they say. Tubo Algo, he had something and he was it. Or she had something and she was not it. They both had something uh, to have, you know. I say, folks, it's needless to argue who had more or whom. Uh, no puede ser, can it not be? We're all equal in games. Uh, you know, in, in a new game, exactly like hide and seek, but full of nonsense. Uno count, count the mosca. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's just a proposal. I don't think a dog could follow those rules. That's why a dog came up with them, though. Uh, so it's confusing, confusing stuff, but mostly nonsense and. You know, jib, jib, dog-based games are gibberish. They just look at the... It's like hide-and-seek without the rules. But the fly just flies around. Probably no idea it's playing the game. Inko watches, and then she tries to jump, or she'll run into stuff. You know, say, hey, let me smash into your legs. Or the table with your drink and your computer on it. Uh, so that I can get this fly, because we're playing a new game, Count the Mosca. And he said, that sounds like fun. And then Co said, well, you're it. So that's it, you know. They can't even win with the dog. And then I heard the fly say, yeah, you're it, you're it. And I said, oh, boy. And they said, we're going to hide. And then luckily dogs are extremely, they're terrible at hiding. You know, running away, they got that down. But hiding, 
not so hot. So that wasn't fun, actually. And I said, okay, why don't you go back to chasing the fly around? And what fly? Yeah, you're still it. And I said, well, you don't even know what the fly I'm talking about, but you know I'm still it. And I end up, I, I guess I have all these T-shirts that say it on it. Uh, but, but, you know, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor, you know, like that I do it in, in unintention, intentionally, subconsciously, I guess. Okay, good night. All right, so we're talking uh, episode 30, Metastasis, La Mosca, and it wins with the image of a fuzzy fly. We had some beautiful close-ups of fly eyes, which are such a beautiful thing to behold. They're so cool. And I can't think of the word uh, compound. They have compound eyes on those flies. Flies, flies with compound eyes. How many tears does a compound eye fly? Cry, I meant to say. That's why. Let's try that again. Flies, flies with compound eyes. How many tears does a spry fly cry when it doesn't know why? Beatedly pie. Sigh, sigh, sigh. Sugar boom boom. Bye, bye. To the senseless, that's some senseless poetry. We used to do a poetry like that stuff, but I don't want to be, seem like I'm demeaning anything. Fly, fly with the compound eye. Why ask why I say to the fly? Nigh, 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 I say to Bill Nye. How many tears can a compound eye cry? Bill Nye, I ask you. Not why, you know, with the science part of it. Thank you. Take it, Bill Nye. Uh, it opens with a lot of fly eyes, and then we see it's 2 a.m. Walt's wide awake. Uh, he's looking at a blinking blue light. It's close up of the lights. I said, what is that like blinking blue light for? Like a CO2 or, you know, smoke? And then we see the clock. It's 6 a.m. Walt wakes up. He puts on his glasses and it transitions to work. Jose's cleaning. He's telling a story very animated, con todo, like with everything. There's so much cleaning. It made it gave me it made me a little bit anxious. I like uh, it's one thing, you know. I was a cleaner, but but I cleaned toilets and stuff. But to clean something that requires like that level of cleanliness and detail, not you know, not possible for me. When I was a cleaner, we did have to clean. Uh, prepare apartments for inspections from the state. So they'd have to be to a certain, you know, degree of cleanliness for, I don't know what state department, because this was like subsidized housing for older adults. So it'd have to be pretty clean, but it would not like scientific, you know, Walt's like so uh, specific or whatever would be a polite way of describing it. So I could never, me and Walt definitely, I mean, I clearly we, we would never have got along. I mean, unless we were best friends, that would be the only only way. Um, let's see. So lots of cleaning, which I don't like. Uh, too much detail. Walt's doing paperwork. He's annoyed. And he, they're drinking Gail's coffee. I said, I put a star there. I said, whoa, what a, what a low blow. They didn't even let Gail take his look. I'm sure Gail would have let Walt. I'm sure, you, you know, I think Guido, 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 Guido. No, I can't say it anymore. 
Guido, Guido, it looked like Guido, but would Guido, Guido, Guido. I'm sure he would have said keep it, Wall, but still, like, it was kind of just felt like, uh, but they're drinking gas coffee, two exclamation points. Numbers do not add up, Wall seems to be saying. Jose, Jose, this place dumb. Jose seems to point out some other thing that could be causing the low numbers. And he's like, I'm out. Walt's still checking some settings. Jose's still worried uh, while Walt's, you know, checking things. And Jose really rolls out. Uh, Walt, Walt, Walt to walk to a meeting. I don't know what that says. Walt to a meeting with Mono and Sweaty Jose. Oh, Sweaty Mohawk. Oh, 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 but it's a walk to a meeting, I remember. Yeah, with, uh, and Jose calls Sweaty Mohawk Mono. And he seems like he's not coming. Mono's worried about something, and then they just leave at some point. They, they were on a path to the rehab facility. And instead of backtracking, I thought there was a couple of strange things in this episode, like uh, Lynchian strange. At some point, they just, uh, I, I don't know why, I, 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 I'm laying it on the Lynchian low. David Lynch is what I'm referring to. I just read an essay about him, a David Foster Wallace one, but so I got it on my brain. That's why. But they did, they just headed into the grass instead of going back down the path, this tall grass. And it, I said, well, it wasn't having to do with the plot. I thought it was weird. Uh, then we were, uh, we see Victor and Gus talking at the cleaners. Victor also has a small bag of blue azul. And Gus isn't happy, dun-dun-dun kind of thing. And he takes the bag and he says, he tells Victor, puts Victor on it somehow. Then Walt's still working, he's drinking coffee, and then there's a fly in his clipboard, fly, you know, flying, you know, flying while office, and Walt misses twice trying to get him. So the fly says, hey, I'm going to fly up high. And Walt throws his chuck-a-boot, uh, loves saying chuck-a-boot. He misses once, and it bumps him in the head. Then he misses a second time. Shoe, oh, shoe jams. It gets stuck in, like, the uh, ventilation. Uh, then we switch up to Mono and Sweaty Mock. They're out on the seat. They're rolling. They're talking. And then a fly lands on Mo Sweaty Mohawk. Not on his Mohawk, on his forehead, I think. And Mono gets it, and he says, What do you do? Like a little slapstick humor. Then we're back. Walt's trying to get his shoe down, and he takes a few tries to get his shoe, and the fly's taunting him the whole time. So Walt goes after the fly, misses the fly, has a little slip, and then we see close-up of eyes uh, of the fly on. I think it was uh, close-up of the fly's eyes, and then we realize the fly's on Walt's glasses. Then Victor's out on the street. He sees Mo, Mo, Mono and Sweaty Mohawk. He tries to do a buy from them. Then Jose shows up just in the nick of time. He says uh, he tries to lie or something. And then he's mad at the guys for being so dumb. And they say, si, si, senor, like authority figure talk. Jose rolls back into work. He's looking around for his phone's buzzing. And then he sees a lipstick and a note from Yana. Or wanna, wanna. And there's a little tear because it's a love note from her. And then uh, I had some paper problems here. So I have a ripped piece of paper that goes here. 
Jose gets to work. Walt has to squeeze him in because of the air pressure, question mark. And Jose's like, what the, what the heck's going on here? And Walt has a, his homemade fly swatter. And Jose's like, okay, why? And he says, no, Mosca. And then Jose's like, okay, why? And then Walt's like, I'm on a fly hunt, bro. And Walt is super serious. And Jose's like, dude, you smoke some meth or something? And Jose's got a kind laugh. He's very kindly to Walt in this. His laugh is uh, kindly. And then he touches the bag of Jose's like, dude, did you bump your head? I'm worried about you. And he's like, I'm so worried. I'll start doing some work. Don't worry, Walt. Uh, I'll get on the cook. And Walt's like, no, the most guy. Now it's a fly with no cooking. And Jose tries to reason with him. And then we see the factory line. And then Los Polios and Gus and Mike are talking. Gus is very tall with Victor and with Mike. He makes some kind of decision. Uh, then we're back to the fly situation. Uh, crazy fly guy. That's what I was calling Walt, crazy fly guy. And Jose's like, hey, let's just take five minutes, man. Let's take five minutes off. And Walt says, okay. But then he takes Jose's keys, locks him out of the building. And Jose goes to, this is another, the next Lynchian moment. Not this yet. Jose goes to the store to buy bug spray. And then this was really bizarre. There's a, he bumps, he, after he picks out, he looks through the bug spray. Then he picks it out. He's still looking back at the bug spray. He bumps into this really preppy guy. And there's this real long pause. They look at each other. Jose walks behind, by, by him. And he looks back. And I'm talking like a three second pause, which is forever where he looks back at the guy, and the guy looks at him, and I saw it would be paid off, and it wasn't in Breaking Bad anything like that. So I don't know if the guy was related to somebody in the production or he won a contest, but I could not figure that out. Uh, Lynchian, because they said, ooh, is that the, you know, I didn't get it, so that's what I always say when it's Lynchian. I didn't get it. It was cool, but I didn't get it, that long look. Uh, then Walt tries to talk to the fly, saying, come on, man. He's like, hey. And then he climbs up something, and he's, then he's, like, standing on something. Then Jose cuts the power, so Walt's in the dark. But they have red lights, so you can kind of see. He goes, Walt goes to fix it, and then he can't because Jose cut it from outside. And then he sees Jose in the window. Jose smiles and laughs. And then Walt lets him in, they just start putting fly strips up everywhere. And then Jose poured Walt some, he's like, you want some coffee, Ave, Profe? And Walt says, yeah, and he's, he pours his coffee, he spikes it with, I thought it was X-Lax, but it really was, uh, I guess, Benadryl, probably. And Walt drinks, and then he talks about Ciel, oh no, then we see Ciel and Maria and Henry. And Maria's all trying to be t- t- thankful, she's all thankful, and Ciel's like, hey, save it for later, this is a secret. And then Jose's like, well, you want some more coffee? And he's like, sure. And then while Jose's getting the coffee, Walt sees the love note. And then Walt sits down, he starts to talk like fatherly, like life lessons to Jose. He's all thoughtful. Uh, He's total father figure into him. And Jose kind of listens. Walt starts to not feel so good. Uh, but he still makes sure, like, he's got a philosopher-type point. 
And he talks about Valentina, and then he's like, oh, you know, he looked a bit like the thinker. Then he gets serious about some pot question or something. And then I put but serious. I don't know what that means. And then it's, I wonder if Yahoo Serious is still famous in uh, Australia. Anybody? Uh, Jose sits next to him, and they get his really father and son now. And Walt talks about Cerveza a bit and, and some uh, long point about family. And then he goes he goes into metaphysical. He goes from family to metaphysical atomicas down to the atoms he's talking. And Walt clearly doesn't feel good. I was thinking he still was on X-Lax. But he's still making his point. He talks about night in a house, uh, about Cielo and Valentina. And then they hear the fly, and it's, it's sitting high above uh, the tape, you know, the, the the fly tape or whatever. What do they call it? Fly paper? They call it fly paper, but it's tape. Fly tape, I don't know. Fly tape, shoe fly shoe. Why didn't, why didn't they do any shoe fly shoe in that? There's a shoe fly pie I had this summer. It was not, no offense, not good. Not good at all. And we said, you got, I think it's a cool, I think it might be upstate New York. So you got to try the shoe fly pie. So finally we went to like a, a stand, like a fruit stand and bought one. And that wasn't good. And I love most baked goods. I think it's a molasses-based pie. Yeah, not, you know, it needs more sugar. Yeah, but anyway, uh, it flies above them. Jose gets uh, some tables together and puts a ladder on the tables. Uh, climbs the ladder. And actually, he's like, Walt, watch my back. And as soon as he gets, he gets up there, Walt says he's sorry about Juana. And then Jose seems to put in some very uh, twisted perspective, I put. And he keeps missing the fly. And then he climbs down, he kind of gives up on the fly, and right as he gives up, it lands right at the top of the ladder, right by him. And he takes the fly and temporarily renders it unconscious so that they could give it its freedom, of course. And then Wolf falls asleep, and I said, oh, sleeping pills, not X-Lax. And then Jose gets up, he works all night making the, making, you know, making the donuts, as they say there. Uh, but sets it, but gets it, I don't know what that means, but sets it or gets it, my handwriting. Oh, but gets it done. And then they go to leave work, and Jose goes to pull out, but Walt wants to make one last point. And then they both get hot at each other. Whatever Walt says, Walt gets angry. Jose gets mad, and they go their separate ways. And the last shot, it's Walt in bed. The blue light is being, blinking. Walt can't sleep, and the flies in his room. And I think there was one last one. I know I wrote it in the red pen run through, but I don't have it here. Uh, and that's it, it was for uh, episode 30, believe it or not. Thank you. All right, so we're talking season three, episode 10 of Breaking Bad Flies, the episode. And it opens with a song, Hush Little Baby, to Skylar singing it, but there's close-ups of the fly. And it's, you know, it's, it's a dis you say, Jesus, it's a fly, and, you know, just in beautiful compound eyes, beautiful singing by Skylar. Mama's going to buy you a mockingbird. 
And then we we see the uh, it's a close up of a red light blinking. It's two a.m. Then it's six a.m. on the clock, and we see glasses. Walt, he's tired. And then Walt goes. He's in his car. He's at work, and he's just sitting there staring. There's no sound. Like uh, the sound has been stripped out of the film. And then Jesse, Jesse knocks. Then I put in quotes, people punching the clock. Uh, I don't know why I put that in quotes, uh, but I think people were punching into work, which I guess is a rare thing. Oh, and then Jesse says, surprise, he doesn't, you know, make us do that. And Jesse's kind of talking about, uh, he saw, Jesse starts talking about the hyena show. I think he saw on uh, on TV, on the Nature Channel. He's talking about how there's the head hyena and then there's all the other males that, you know, are water boys. Or no, I think it's something like that because he says, well, geez, if, why don't we have water boys? If we're major league, how come we don't have water boys? He's like, yo, give me a Gatorade, yo. And I notice they wear orange suits for cleaning, orange for cleaning. And we'll sit in there doing some math, running some numbers, and they're like a half or a quarter per pound off uh, or something. And Jesse's like, well, what about spillage, you know? Spillage, uh, when, it, when stuff gets spilled, well, it's like nothing gets spilled. Jesse's like, well, a little, and Walt's like, nothing gets spilled. And, you know, Jesse's like, well, evaporation, Walt's like, no. And he goes, what about those kind of drops on just cold and warm condensation? Well, it's like, nope. And he's like, what about all the uh, gunk, you know, that we're cleaning? And he's like, that's got to be a gallon. And then Walt's like, huh. Huh, good idea. I think Walt says vestiges or something. I don't know. Jesse's like, yeah, that's, I bet you that's it. But Walt's like kind of got that obsessive look on his face, and Jesse's like, "Hey, Walt, Mister White, are you okay?" And Walt's like, "Yeah." And he's like, All right, "I'm leaving. I'm out, and I'll see you tomorrow." And then there's a fly on Walt's paper. Walt tries to take it out. He misses on the table. And then Walt even does this hilarious move where he fakes, like he tries to mentally fake at the fly. He acts like, "Okay, I'm totally calm. I'm just gonna sit here." And not swat this fly, and then he tries to swat it. The fly dodges that one. Uh, then there's like, uh, he goes after it on the equipment in the air. You miss, miss, I put one, two, three, four, five misses. He bumps his head. We get a fly POV shot on the ceiling. I noticed Walt's clipboard was bent after his five or six misses. And this was funny. He chucks his chuckaboo. Thanks. That's how they said, huh? It's the first time a chuckaboo has been properly, you know, it's like, yeah, this chuckaboo was finally, I've been chucked. You know, and then they got stuck, and then I think it knocked a light out. Uh, so then it was, so then the shoe was stuck in the light, and then the shoe gets down. Or Walt gets the shoe out, and then uh, Chuck Boots like, well, at least I flew. I don't know what uh, Icarus said to uh, his father, but, uh, you know, something. 
And then the fly lands right by Wall Wall, goes after the fly. He, he takes a little spill. Wall Wall's waltz lying down. The fly lands on his glasses. Uh, next thing we know, it's uh, 9 a.m., and people are punching the clock again. So it's like, geez, how much time's passed? Uh, Jesse's back. He sees Walt's car there. Uh, he looks in his ashtray, and there's an old butt with Jane's lipstick on his cigarette butt. And Jesse goes to the door of the lab, and there's all this wind coming out, you know, air, and he's had trouble opening it even. Walt's like, shut the door. And he goes in, he's like, this is popping my ears. Well, it's like, yeah, it's positive pressure, you know, like or just like an airplane, and Jesse doesn't like it. And Walt's like, move your jaw around. And, you know, they, they, he says, stop acting like a baby. Just move your jaw, yawn. He goes, I turned up the ventilation to keep the outside out. There's been a contamination. And Jesse's like, what? Oh, dear. And well, well, it's like something got in. And Jesse's like, what do we do? Should we put some masks on? He goes, no, it's not that kind of contaminant. And he goes, is it Mr. White, tell me what's going, really going on. He says, no, no, not dangerous to us particularly. And then he sees Walt's homemade fly spot. He's like, what is that? Walt's like, well, I made this. And he's like, what contaminant are we dealing with? Well, it's like a fly. And Jesse's like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? He goes, like a fly? Yeah, a house fly. One fly? I mean, the comedy team, and I'm not, of these two, sometimes it's just so top-notch. And he's like, what, is it, what did it do? It, it's in the lab, you know. And I said, geez, okay, we got our... And I guess that maybe I didn't watch enough of those other two guys. What are the guys? Uh, the who's on first? What are those guys called? Abbott and Costello. And I said maybe, and then I said, well, who's? I guess Walt's more the Abbott. Jesse's a. I guess Jesse's a little Costello-y. You know, not in build. Uh, is it more because uh, well, Walt's about as ornery as. Uh, Laurel and Hardy, and I don't know, you know, I love Laurel and Hardy, but I couldn't tell you. You say, tell us which one's your favorite. I say the tall, skinny one. Is that, I just know Ollie's the mean one. And, you know, the other guy just gets, you know, grouched at. But uh, you, he gets called by Ollie. Oliver Laurel or Oliver Hardy? I don't, you know, good question. I don't know. Uh, so Abbott and Costello, I think Costello was the, the straight man and Abbott, you know, it's a more, Costello's a very, I think I'm related to some Costellos in some way, or maybe they were my neighbors. Uh, but anyway, but Walt's definitely the, you know, so I guess Walt is more, so I guess they are more, cause I don't remember Costello being as mean as Ollie. Uh, Oliver Hardy. Yeah, I guess a Laurel would be more of the, uh, Ollie. Ollie. And then he would say, I haven't watched, uh, Babes in Toyland yet. That's usually, that's my favorite Christmas movie, Toyland. But nobody's asking because it's weeks after Christmas, but I'm still thinking about it. I watch it, be my winter film. Because I guess it's not really sane as a grouch in that movie, too. Real grouch. Anyway, Scoots, tell us how you really feel. Okay, I was thinking about this fly thing, I guess. Uh, but anyway, what, Jesse's like, okay, there's just one fly. 
because I thought it was something bad here, like something, you know, some disease leak or something. And Walt's like, really? And she's like, I haven't watched a lot of Discovery Channel, man. How would a Discovery Channel level illness get in this lab? And Jesse's like, dude, you're chasing around a fly with a homemade fly swatter and you're making fun of me? And then we, you know, to seem alert because Walt says, Jesse, this fly, no fly can enter our lab. It's a problem. It's a contamination. And that in no way is a misuse of the word. And we got to take this seriously. Do you understand? And then Jesse, is that your fly saber? Well, it's like it's a swatter, actually. You swat with it. You don't cut. And then Jesse knows Walt's got He says, did you bump your head? Or something. He goes, my head is not the problem, Jesse. The fly is the problem. And then Jesse's like, are you sure you didn't inhale some meth or something? And Walt's still, he goes, can you understand? Are you going to help me or not uh, with this fly? And I liked when he said, my head is not the problem. He did this wonderful move with his arms, Walt. He spread them. It was just a really nice move. And then, like, an alarm beats. He's like, dude, were you here all night? And Jesse starts working. Walt's like, what are you doing? He's like, I got to put this stuff in, you know, to put powder into the stuff. And Walt, Walt says, have you even heard a word? Have you not heard a word I've said? Well, there's going to be no cooking. Have I been speaking to myself? And then they go back and forth. And he says, we need to get, he goes, he goes we got to find this fly. I'm obsessed with it, Jesse. We're running out of time. So I need your answer. Are you going to help me with this fly or not? And Jesse's like, dude, uh, we make meth. Our customers aren't so picky about a little fly. And Walt goes, no rationalizing. Don't give up. We're going to find this fly. And then Jesse talks about low-quality controlling candy bars and hot dogs and things. And he's like, just let me get this started, Walt, and then I'll help you with the fly. And Walt goes, you're not going to do anything. That's an order. And Jesse's like, you can't order anything. I'm your partner. What's your problem? And then the fly lands on Walt's head. And Jesse's like, you want me to get it, right? And he goes, give me your fly swatter. And he's like, I'm going to move slowly, yeah. And Jesse's so happy. You can see the acting. And Jesse's like, oh, yeah, Walt. And he's like, I'm going to make this count. And he gets, he goes after the fly and Walt's head. He really gets Walt. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I got the fly. And then Walt's like, no, no, that's a raisin. It's not a fly. And Jesse's like, this skill's got some, fly. this fly's got some skills. And then Walt goes even deeper into his session. He goes, look, I, I goes, I feel like I'm running out of ways to explain this to you, but I'm going to try. He goes, this fly is theme alert is a major problem for us. It will ruin our batch. We need to destroy it in every trace of it so we can cook. Failing that, we're, we're in trouble. There is no more room for error. Not with these people. And then Jesse's like still trying to help. He's like, hey, well, how about we go get some air? He goes, air? He goes, we're in trouble. He goes, hey, Mr. White. He goes, I know about to fly. I'm on board. He goes, let's just go outside. I think I got an idea. And then we'll come down here and take the fly out. And Walt's like, okay. And then he tricks Jesse. He says, hey, let me just see your keys for a second. He locks uh, Jesse out. And he says, you know, if you're not going to help, just stay out of my way. 
And Jesse runs around. He says to the workers, you know where an El Axo is. And then Waltz on the prowl. On the prowl, prowl. And then Jesse finds the power. He cuts the power. He goes, there we go. Uh, goes limp. I don't know what that means. Say goodnight. Waltz on the prowl. There we go. Goes limp. Uh, say goodnight. And then he cuts the lights. That's when Jesse cuts the lights. Uh, Walt checks the breakers, but Jesse's, you know, on the other side, he goes, oh, you want some juice, Walt? And then Jesse has this huge haul from the store with all sorts of stuff, and Walt's like, no, 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 this is, you know, this is, we're not going to spray for flies. And Jesse's like, what about these non-toxic glue strips, you know? Uh, they've got pheromones. I got a buttload of them. We'll just hang them everywhere. You won't be able to resist them. And Walt's like, okay, let's try it. And then Jesse's like, well, how long have you been up? And Walt's like, Jesse's like, if you want some coffee. And then he puts the uh, sleeping pills in there to try to get Walt. And you go, Jesse's like, just kick back, Walt. These traps are going to get him. The pheromones are great. We'll catch them. And Jesse tells this story about uh, this time with his aunt's house. There's a possum in the house. And he goes, he starts doing a podcast, uh, Sleep With Me Pet. He goes, hey, when did they change it to opossum? I mean, when I was coming up, it was just possum. You know, and then Jesse in jokes, he says, you know, opossum makes it sound like he's Irish or something. And he's like, why, why do they got to change everything anyway? He goes, there was an opossum living under my uh, aunt's house. And you could hear him all the time running around. And he goes, sometimes I see him outside and he just freezes. He goes, it's like, uh, he's looking right at I'm looking right at him and he freezes like it's fooling me. He goes, I don't know, they play dead or whatever. And just like if Walt listened to this, but he goes, is there a discernible point to this story? A point where you'll be ar- arriving at sometimes in the near future? And Jesse said, you know, it's hard to get rid of this possum. And he goes, this guy came, he said he'd trap his safe, you know, kind release thing. But my aunt was like, I could still hear it. And she kept an umbrella, and she used to yell out, and she gave it a name, Scrabble, Scrabble the Possum. And she would say, Scrabble, cut it out. But, you know, towards the end, she got really obsessive about stuff, Walt, and mad. And we didn't know what was going on. He goes, you know, with her brain, if you catch my drift. So we went to the doctor, you know, to have it checked out, you know, to take down her stress level. And we'll say, Jesse, don't try to do, a, you know, a shaded metaphor for me or whatever. I, I, I'm in remission, don't worry. And then Walt gets a little bit down. And again, this is another episode. If you're thinking about acting or directing or anything, this next from that part on, I mean, you should probably listen to the whole episode. It's contained in one, almost one spot, the whole episode, and you just get to see some powerful, powerful acting. Uh, but especially now, there's like this, uh, there was this slow close up on Jesse's. He's talking about his aunt. And then it's a Walt show. So Jesse holds court, and now Walt holds court. And Walt's like, you know, I missed it. He goes, the perfect moment passed me by. And he talks about Skyler and the money. And Jesse's like, perfect what moment? 
Animal's like, well, you know, leave the money for my family and just, you know, take off. He goes, I wanted to, you know, create the perfect memory and the perfect goodbye. But he goes, now that moment's passed, you know. He goes, I wanted to be missed. He goes, but now Skylar just doesn't understand. And no matter what I say, I mean, I thought there was some perfect way to leave it and explain it. You know, some certain combination of words. But he goes, I can't do it. And just like, hey, why don't you sit down, man? He goes, well, I was thinking about it you know, before the fugue state. But then I didn't have enough money, so not then. And then the baby was still, Holly's on her way. But before the surgery, he goes, that's when I blew up the cell phone. And he goes, how could I possibly do it? And he goes, I remember the perfect moment. And, and then you learn as Jesus Wolf's talking about this uh, change he's gone through, and in some sense, a metastasis is a word Jesse used uh, earlier, because he says, "Oh, it was that night with, with with Jane and the money? That was the perfect night." And he goes, "It's weird. I went to this bar and ordered a beer. I never do that." And he goes, "They start talking. This guy ends up as Jane's dad, Donald." And he's just some guy. He goes, I didn't even realize it at the time. And he goes, what do you think the odds are? Anyway, he goes, I tried to figure him out. I couldn't even figure him out. Too astronomical. And Jesse's fix, or transfix, he says, what would you guys talk about? Walt goes, water on Mars, uh, family, daughters. And he told he told me never give up on family, and I didn't. I took his advice. And what goes? The universe is random. It's not inevitable. It's simple chaos, subatomic particles, and endless, aimless collision. Uh, he goes, that's the science side of it. But he goes, what what is this saying? Uh, when this very night, and, and Walt knows more than Jesse in this scene. He goes, I'm the one having the drink with his daughter. He goes, that can't be random, Jesse. And Jesse doesn't know everything, so he's like, hey, Walt, sit down. And Walt's like, no, 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 no. That was the moment I shouldn't have left home. And Walt's right in some sense, you know. Everything changed after that. He says, you know, I was watching this TV show. Skylar was singing to Holly, Hush, the little baby. I was listening to them on the baby monitor. And he goes, that was the last perfect moment I would ever have. And the, just watching the dialogue when Jesse, you know, the tone of their voices and Jesse's even like, what did you guys talk? You know, just the, the volume and everything. It was wonderful. And Walt like holds his head against like the crossbar, the stairs, the bar on the stairs. And Walt, you know, Walt cries a little. He's sad. And then Jesse goes up a ladder because they're like, this is too hot. The fly's never coming down here. we got to get this fly. And he's like, Walt, hold on to the ladder. Walt's barely staying awake, barely holding on to the ladder. And while Jesse's up there at the peak, he says, Jesse, he goes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about Jane. And Jesse says, Jesse's very balanced about it. He says, yeah, me too. And Walt says, no, I'm very sorry. And Jesse says, it's not your fault. It's not mine. He goes, we were, you know, addicts. And this this thing can happen, you know, well, he goes, uh, Jesse says, but I do miss her. God, I do. And Will says, Jesse, come down here. And he says, well, wait, I'm close to getting this. And 
Well, it's like, we better go back to work. And Jesse says, well, what about the contamination? And Walt says, it's all contaminated. And Jesse almost loses his balance. And then Jesse finally gets the fly after he misses and starts to go back down. And Walt's asleep, and Jesse tucks him in and starts to work, you know, gets all the working done, uh, the cooking. And then we see the sun, we see the next day, and Walt's looking up at the sun. And Jesse's like, everything's done, and Walt's like, how's the yield? And, Je- you know, when Walt's looking at his son, Jesse's right at his side. I can't read this writing. Mama Mammothon. I don't know what that says. Mama Mama. Then Jesse smokes. Uh, uh, oh, I guess they separate. He says, oh, okay, everything's packed. Oh, manana then. That's what he says. It was a manana, manana then. And then Jesse calls him over. He says, hey, Jesse, you know, I couldn't tell you this inside. Because, uh, uh, you know, the lab's probably miked, but uh, the half pound we were off by, he goes, uh, I'm not accusing you, but if they ever find out, you know, you understand. And Jesse's like, I, don't do, I didn't do anything. Most like, I'm not going to be able to protect you. And Jesse says, Who, who's asking you to? I mean, geez, what an episode. Season 3, episode 10, that is, this one is. And then we're back. Walt's in bed. He's in a light blue T-shirt. And there's a fly in his room. And it lands on a red blinking light. And Walt's staring up at the... And the camera slowly zooms in on him. And the episode comes to a close. Okay, iTunes reviews. Amazing, says Chloe, 1995. It works. What else is there to say? And Chloe's from the UK. Thank you, Chloe. Uh, Pamo, from, with a heart, from, uh, I guess with two, we should, Pamo with an emoji heart, and it's presumably Pamo's a brain bot that works with a human with a human heart. Yeah, otherwise, it'd be sure, you know. Um, well, this is a podcast, brilliant, my bedtime ritual, pillow partner. I'm like a pillow pal. Alternative to booze and pills, wake up with saw, sporo, so, 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 no one's actually told me how to pronounce that. Is it so, soporific or soporific, but far from sophomoric? Oh, witty and sweet, that is nice, thank you. Uh, scooters meandering words swiftly, amazingly wing me to sleep, but night after night. And quirky, boring, and genius. Wow, thank you. Thank you, Pamo. Uh, next up is uh, someone who says, I guess they got mixed up because they gave us one star and they said boring. Not good at all. Uh, so that would be usually that's a five star review for us over here when you say we're boring. But this is by. Uh, JL27B, I think it's just a made-up, because it, it was a, uh, but whatever, they don't like it. Uh, but you know who does like the show? K Bernard, or K Barnyard. No, it's just Banyard, no R in there. Who loves the podcast, that's what they say. Really find it amusing and effective in getting to sleep, and they're from the UK. Thank you. 
and then, you know, uh, all the way on the other side of the globe, Taylor J.F. from Australia says, excellent and efficient. They want everyone to know they don't normally write reviews. This podcast absolutely works. They set the sleep timer for five minutes, and they only last for five. Uh, listen to the soothing voice, intelligently organized mumbles, orchestrated. I guess, yeah, I was going to say organized, orchestrated, though. Stutters, drawn words, just to fall asleep in an instant. Outstanding. Thank you, Taylor. And that's from Australia. Then Sleep Easy from Aurora Jelly Bean, a friend of the show. Thank you. Sleep Easy. These podcasts work every time. They have their favorites sa saved and use those for repeats. That's some words of wisdom. They like to walk around Golden Gate Park. And they set the sleep timer to turn off at the end of the podcast, but normally they're asleep. So turn out the lights, flip up the pillows, snuggle into the blankets, and zzzz. Uh, thank you, Aurora from the UK. Uh, this one's OJ, and they say not Simpson, because they, they know I would have... Uh, and I was thinking, Ito gave us one recently. I was like, wonder how, I don't know what sub Judge Ito's up to. These are obscure pop culture references, but uh, good stuff. Podcast works, it's great, and they have no idea how or why. Genuinely good hearted, it's true. Thank you. They recommend it strongly. All right, I want to do some thank yous around YouTube. I want to thank Brian V. Uh, times one, two, three, one. Two, three, four, five, six. So many times, Brian V. Thank you. I want to thank uh, Raster Ash. Uh, thank you, Raster Ash. I want to thank Cat W. Thank you so much, Cat. I want to thank Holly S. Thank you so much, Holly. I want to thank Samir. Okay. Uh, thank you so much, Ray J. Ray J. Rob. Uh, go Dubs. Thank you, Ray J. Rob. Uh, stay back, ROTM to MG. Thank you. It looks like uh, Jonathan ML something did not fall asleep. I don't think. Hector S., thank you so much for your support. Thank you. Uh, Simer again. Taylor R., thank you. CRE, thank you. Uh, Lipstick Bohemian. Uh, Paul KK, thank you. Letitia, thank you. Uh, Noel, thank you and good night, Liz. Thank you and good night, Chloe. Thank you and good night, Caesar. Thank you and good night. Over on uh, Twitter, I want to thank Amps and and Anthea. Uh, no rooms for squares. Hank Mobley, uh, Hank Mobley lives. Thank you, uh, Santa Blue. Hopefully, you enjoying the podcast. Uh, Real RPB, thank you so much. Shout out to the Gilmore guys, just in case. I got trolled by Will Dance for Whiskey. Uh, Je Miss Jessica, thank you so much. Ricardo F., not sure if you listen to the podcast or that was clickbait, but if it was, uh, thank you. Hey, I, don't, I don't know how to deal with these situations, Ricardo. What can you say? But thank you. Is I think I said that maybe. Thank you first. How about that? Uh, Lisa, thank you so much. Uh, Catalina uh, L., hopefully you enjoy the podcast. You were referred by, oh, Lulu, oh, Lulu. Uh, thank you. So, Bugs Not Funny, thank you for in introducing uh, Digital Flush to the podcast. 
uh, Spacer, a.k.a. Spacer. Uh, thank you, both of you. And I hope this semester is going well. Hannah. 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 Hand pan. How about that? Is that something? Thank you so much for your kind words. Allie T or Alexandra M. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, happy to help you wind down. I know people that are working those night jobs where you get all wound up. Really good to have a way to wind down. Uh, Pam R., thank you. Alice S., thank you for that nap recommendation. Thank you. Uh, NATO, who is NATO? Somebody nice that said hello. Or good night. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, uh, a.k.a. the Ruth Bat, thank you. KDA, thank you so much. Hopefully, buddy, Malice Sister gets Malice Silver. Malice Sister, I think that was, that's probably a pretty good name for a hairband. Malice Sister. Is it? Yeah, well, I was in Twisted Sister, but they weren't, you know, they were twisted. I'm more, you know, I hold you, you know, I'm, I'm filled with malice or, and I can't, you know, I have a necklace that's a chalice, you know, because I like those type of things, you know. And yeah, I'm lead singer. I'm my lead singer, my name's Alice. Uh, but anyway, what was I saying? I think I went into a fugue state. Oh, Malice Silver. And again, Little Den. Uh, Rachel W., thank you for recommending us. Robin L., Aurora, good night. Hope, good night. Uh, Fern, good night. Brittany, good night. Lori, good night. And Scott, good night. Uh, good night, Ingrid. Good night, Feichel. Good night, Debbie. Good night, Melissa D.B. Good night, Sarah C. Good night, Sarah G. But that... Uh, Good night, Sasha C. Good night, Clary. Good night, Linda E. Joe, good night. And uh, good night. The brilliant hosts over at Slumber Party on uh, Allie and Gwyn. Gwyn. It sounds that's a very regal name. Uh, but I can't think of any jokes about it right now. Or like a joke, you know, half jokes or whatever we do on this podcast. I want to thank Lorraine. Good night, Amanda. Good night, uh, Vincent. Or good night. I thought I frightened Vincent and Lorraine, but it, well, it turns out that you know it wasn't a frightening. You know, because Scoot's always is like sky's falling. Somebody's talking about the podcast. Sky must be falling, and says saying, "Oh, how nice!" And that's what I'm learning. You know, I'm starting to grow. I'm start, you know, growing. You know, I'm preparing to grow. Well, Laura, thank you, and good night. Vesna, good night. Cynthia C., good night. Ricardo, good night. Got some serious dog sleepers in this podcast, which is nice. Uh, sleep phones, thank you, and good night. Uh, Trish, thank you, and good night. Stephen, oh, Trish, Trish, and Ricardo, they're having a dog off. Shaggy dogs. Cindy, uh, Brenda, thank you. Elise, good night, thank you. Drea, thank you, and good night. Uh, Megan, uh, VTG, good night. Uh, Caitlin, EVT, good night. Yeah, Rebecca, Corey, Stephen, Jake, good night. Uh, Vicky, good night. Randy, good night. December, good night. 
Robin, good night. Lori, good night. Anya, good night. Carrie, good night. Uh, Babs, good night. Ahab's wife, good night. Clay, good night. Good talking with Clay about about DFW. Uh, Jail, J-A-L-E, not J-A-I-L. Good night. Uh, Kelly, yes, thank you. And good night. Cousin Kevin, my cousin, my cousin, my actual uh, blood and boar cuz, boar blood cuz. Uh, good night. Charlie K, good night. Hey, how about this, Vivian Tom? Good night. Uh, Summer, uh, good night. Heidi B, thank you so much, and good night. Thank you. Uh, Joe S, thank you, and good night. Mike Y, thank you, and good night. Holy Mike, thank you, and good night. Uh, Susan T, thank you, and good night. Wow. Alexandra, thank you, and good night. Uh, Tamara, thank you, and good night. Gustavo. Uh, Gustavo, thank you. We're going to get Juicy Goosey Podcast. It's an improv podcast. I'm going to check it out. I'll be letting you guys know about that. Gustavo's a great singer. Brandon A., thank you and good night. Uh, Catherine, thank you and good night. Thanks for letting me know about Breaking Bad. Uh, Donna S., thank you and good night. Mario, thank you and good night. Uh, Joe, thank you. Amanda, thank you. Uh, Jen, thank you and good night. Judith, thank you and good night. Good night, Barbara, thank you. Megan, thank you and good night. Allison, uh, thank you and good night. Betty, of course, thank you and good night. Posty, good night. Aaron and Cole, good night. Uh, Oliver, thank you and good night again. Uh, Kate, thank you and good night. Paul, thank you and good night. Phil, thank you and good night. Bob, thank you and good night. Over on Twitter, I want to thank EconsReal11. I want to thank Kathy H. Over in Intersect Kathy. I want to thank Craig W. Double B, I think, is it was spelled out, but I don't want to spell your name out. I want to thank Rebecca, a.k.a. Reb. I want to thank uh, One You Feed Podcast and Eric over there. I want to thank Lori SPSA, Aurora Jellybean, I want to thank, Blue T-Shirt, it's been a little while, thank you so much, I knew you were out there, in Sleepy Solidarity, thank you. I can't look at my timeline with saying, without saying be like Nug, so thanks Nug and Illusionoid Podcast. Allie T, thank you again, Amps, uh, thank you again, Bugs. Thank you again, uh, December C. Thank you. I hope you're well. I want to thank Jerry H. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you. I want to welcome, I want to say thanks for being like Babs. Thanks for being like Doug Nugs. Dugs. Sorry, Nugs. Uh, Jerry, for being like both Babs and Nugs. But you can't combine those in. It would be like nubabs, nubabs. It wasn't nabobs. Who doesn't like nabobs? That's a fame in the middle of a famous saying, like the nabobs of something. And if it was Nixon or it feels like someone of that era, maybe it was uh, it wasn't Poindexter. I mean, I don't know. I'm not gonna. 
I'll have to Google it. Callie, we want to hopefully podcast works for Callie, who Jerry introduced. Talk about a botch. Thank you. Uh, Corey R., thank you. Uh, Laura, Lorraine, both. Thank you both. Uh, Babs, I want to thank Babs always. Be like Babs. Remember that. Uh, ben G. Ray, the scientist. Thank you. Uh, Vesna, Cynthia C. Uh, Clay, our buddy Clay. Uh, Summer, Brandon. Uh, Christine, thank you. James, thank you. Jim, James, Jim. James, Jim, the Potter. Dude, I can't wait to hear back. I wonder if you go by James, Jim, if you hear this, which you probably hope, ideally you're asleep, you know, making a little pot, you know, uh, what do they call those things? Precasts? Anyway, I blew that one too. You know, I wonder if you go, I'd say I would definitely call myself a potter. But I guess that would be kicking. Oh, poor Alan. Yeah, never mind. That just made me. Uh, Heidi, the baby. Thank you so much, Joe. Mike, I'm thinking of you. Susan, thank you. I'm thinking of you. 